Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the fabulous three, myself, Miss Tam, and my man, Front Row Kenny. You guys, how are we doing? I mean, come on, Bell McDowell to start off the year. Kenny, what is going on this year, man? Man, I I don't know what's in the air, man. <laughs> you know, we look at <laughs> 2011, right? We start the season with Trevor Bain winning the Daytona 500, a complete surprise winner. And then we come to 21 and we get McDowell and then we get Bell in a new car. Gets his first win. We get two winners. First time ever. My goodness. Two brand new first time winners in the season opener since 1950. So that's crazy. And for those that don't know, that was around the time NASCAR first started. (laughs) Way before my time. Way before everyone's time on this podcast. So that was a while ago. (laughs) It just kind of hit me. I was like, dude. Christopher Bell and Michael Madal are in the playoffs. Like, yeah, let that sink in. That exactly. quick, just like that. And McDowell did okay on Sunday, even after having an issue to start the race. He was fine, and he managed to keep his way all throughout the race. And just like he does at Daytona on the oval, hangs around just enough, and is a pretty decent road course driver already. So. There it was. Yeah, he could mess around and win another race this year. <laughs> we still got Daytona and Talladega again, so, hey, it's not out the cars. Can Joey Logano win a race? Like, I felt, I actually felt bad. I never feel bad for Joey Logano, let me just say that. And not in a mean, <laughs> no, not in a mean-spirited way. And first of all, let me just say this. I posted on our Twitter account, I asked a question about, How long did it take Eric Jones to win his first race? And people like came for me or for the Twitter account because they didn't come for me personally because nobody wants to see me, but you know what I'm saying. And I'm like, just asking because I had hit Kenny up and asked Kenny, but he hadn't gotten back with me. But maybe they took me saying just asking as I was being sarcastic or maybe deep down I was being sarcastic, but people really came for me. And I'm like, dude, in the end of the day, you can take it the way you want to take it. But the reality is however you took it or didn't take it or wanted to take it, I was right either way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because people were mad at you about that one though well technically i was right if i was being sarcastic because christopher bell has only been in the 20 how long two races <laughs> two races yeah granted i know this is not his first year in cup but technically however you want to take the question i was right but nonetheless i digress getting back to joy logano so saying that to say What I just said about Joey, I was not being sarcastic. I was just basically saying that I I felt sorry for Joey because to be that close two weeks in a row and to have it turn out the way it turned out two weeks in a row, that's just like not cool. That's not fair. But 
We know NASCAR is <laughs> you know, here. You, and I'm just going to stay with that, Tam. But do you think at some point Joey is like at the end of the race, like just in his car going, really, McDowell? Really, Bell? Like, how could I have not pulled these two off? <laughs> well, at you know least I mean? with the Christopher Bell, it I think Christopher Bell took the lead with three laps to go or maybe two and a half laps. But with the Daytona 500, that was just horrible to see the finish line and think like, yeah, he probably low-key celebrated just a little bit. And then that was that. That was just a horrible situation and a feeling. I felt bad for him. I don't care. So yes, I did feel bad for Joy. I rarely feel bad for Joy. Nope, I shouldn't even say rarely. I never feel bad for Joy, but I actually feel Jeez. bad for Joy at that moment. So here's the thing. If you've been around NASCAR long enough, Joy used to be <laughs> that guy that you love to hate. He's come oh, sure. a long him, way sure. since then, but oh, there was a time. Yeah, I, him okay, and, uh... so let me just preference this by saying, first of all, I'm Tam talking, if you didn't know. <laughs> because you know what? We usually talk about our weekend and all that stuff we just jump right into some nascar talk which is fine with me but yeah joy he's had his problems on the track <laughs> that that's a that's a great way to put it you know i mean good old kfb kyle bush they used to have their run-ins and those two Danny didn't uh, like each other either denny too Hello? shoot <laughs> okay okay they, they, they were not friends <laughs> okay 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 guys look I miss the drama. Okay, I just had to say that. Continue. No, 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 no. That's cool because when them two used to go at it, I used to love it. It, yeah. it was cool. I mean, they've been going I, at I it for a long time. Too. Where are the rivalries at? Who has a rivalry? Yeah. <laughs> we two races in a test like, where the rivalries at? <laughs> Honestly? We need a fight. I, I can't say there is one single one to this day like right now i just don't really see one i see people who go at it pretty well in example denny hamlin and kevin harvick last year you could paint that as a rivalry because those two went at it all season long combined for 13 wins but i don't think that was ever a true rivalry i thought those two respected each other a little too much you know what i mean so when i say rivalry i mean drama so let me clarify that with Oh, yeah, that ain't them. <laughs> Denny and Kevin Harvick, that's a rivalry, but that's just some real good damn racing from two future Hall of Famers. Sure. I was here for whatever you want to call their situation last year, because you guys know for the third year in a row, Denny Hamlin is my pick to win the championship, but going to always, as they would say, bow down to Kevin because I respect his skills on the track he is a damn good racer and denny is as well so for me that wasn't really drama it was a battle that's the word for what happened with those two that was a damn good battle but when i say dust up and drama i mean kfb as in kyle you know what bush who he got beef with where's the beef you're not old enough kenny to know but renee knows the wendy's commercial Where's the beef? Yeah. Where's the beef? Where is the uh, beef? Okay, I'm just dusting up some dust up that's not dusted <laughs> because there's nothing to dust. Okay, should we break down the Daytona Road Course top 10 real quick before we continue on? Let's do it. 
Okay, you guys already know Christopher Bell took the checker flag kind of sort of away from Joy Logano, who was the runner up. Denny Hamlin was P3. Kyle F. and Bush came in P4. Brad Kaslowski, who we no longer call Bad Brad because he's turned over a new leaf, came in P5. Kevin Harvick came in sixth. AJ Armadinger came in seventh. Kenny, I specifically asked you if AJ Armadinger was going to run in the cup race, and you were like, oh, okay. But yeah, I'm glad I didn't pick him as my winner, but he did come in seventh. <laughs> Michael McDowell followed up his win at the Daytona 500 with a top 10 finish at the Daytona Road Course. He came in eighth. Ryan Priest came in ninth, surprisingly. Great to see the young guy in a top 10 position. And Alex Showman Bowman came in 10th. Did not hear Alex's name all day. At least I don't recall hearing Alex's name. Notables. Are there any notables? I guess Daniel Suarez came in 16th and he threw up after the race. I think that's notable. And while he was driving, unfortunately, apparently. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, he said it was bad. He tweeted about it after the race, and when he described it, I'm like, yeah, that wasn't a pleasant situation. It wasn't great. I don't think anybody ever wants to be in that situation. Wow. Well, speedy recovery for that guy. And let's see, Kurt Busch, I think, is a notable for me. He came in 35th only because he had a hell of a day. Oh, and Chase. He did. Chase, (laughs) as in... Chase Elliott, (laughs) he led all those laps and didn't even break the top 10, which is crazy. But I will give him props because he was wheeling that car at one point where it looked like he was about to crash into the sign and he pulled it back in. I don't know how he saved it, honestly. I just, he, he, shoot, he saved the hell out of that car. Honestly, him and Kurt Busch, those two, when they went through the grass, I don't understand how neither of them broke that splitter and just crushed the front of the car. <laughs> I just don't know how they didn't do it. It, it didn't make sense to me. And I saw it. I'm like, dang, they didn't tear the front nose off the front nose of the car off. I'm like, man, that's okay. You know, kudos to the wheelman for it. <laughs> okay. This is really random. But speaking of grass. Am I the only person that noticed that the grass still had the hashtag Daytona 500 on there? And I just figured that it's been a whole week. They could have fixed that, but I don't oh, know. I, I didn't I didn't even notice that, to be honest. Honestly, that sweeped my mind. I didn't even pay attention to yeah, that. <laughs> I noticed That's a good it. catch, though, Tim. Look, I noticed that. But yeah, so those are the notables. And if I didn't mention Chase Elliott 21st. And yeah, so those are the notables. What else are we going to talk about today? Okay, well, I do want to talk about the fact that Chip Ganassi was fined $30,000 for violating the COVID policy. So, of course, I'm like, what did he do that cost him $30,000? Now, granted, $30,000 to him is clearly not what $30,000 is to us, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He's a big baller. But I don't know. I think $30,000 hits anybody's pockets. I don't care how much money you have. (laughs) For those who want to know what he did, quote, 
for bringing into the competition area a non-essential individual that was restricted from the footprint. Now, first of all, what is the footprint? Why didn't they just say from the wherever part of the track it was? But I digress. It is what it is. (laughs) I guess he brought somebody in. And, you know, they've been real strict. They've been real strict on things like that. So you really have to think about that because I promise you, I would not want to take out $30,000 out of my pocket. I don't care how much money I have, just like what you said. Nobody wants to do that. So that's unfortunate for him. (laughs) That begs the question, too. Uh, You know, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's so funny that that, that we, we actually were talking about this. Because I was thinking, Tam, I know, you know, we always like to go to specific races. And I was thinking because of my schedule, because I work so much, you know, I've been working so much at the hospital, you know, if I could take time out and blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking to myself, well, the only race I could probably go to is is the Auto Club Speedway here in Fontana in Southern California. But then I was thinking, well, I don't even know, are they going to be restricting how many people they let on the track? I'm sure they'd have to, right? We're not even racing at Fontana. So Renee is suffering from what I am suffering from. Even though I've looked at the schedule, I haven't digested the schedule for this season. Renee, you know this better than I know. Now Fontana is actually vaccine camp or something. It is. Yeah, it is is one of the hosting sites. I think there's a couple of tracks at NASCAR that have had Richmond and Watkins Glen and Charlotte, which is right down the street from me <laughs> and a lot of other people that live in in the area so yeah it's a quite a few you know testing sites but yeah the bubble is a little bit different i don't think there are any high passes if you guys have been to a nascar race if you want to go in the infield and you want to be on the inside the high pass is pretty much your one-way ticket to do so i don't think those are are being given out this year so honestly unless you're a family member or you work on the team, or your industry, and you're inside the bubble, aka where the pit or pit pit lane is in the infield. That's where you yeah. stand. If you are a fan, you just go wherever you are. I guess wherever you are seated, because obviously now everyone's kind of spread out. Basically, I believe yeah. thirty thousand or however many it was that were spread out this past Sunday. That's kind of how it is, and that's how it's more likely going to be throughout twenty twenty one. Who knows at this point. Yeah, and considering what they did to Ganassi just now, I mean, it's obvious they're taking that really strict, probably even stricter hey, now. Got to take it serious. Yeah, but I will say, for people who don't know, all those fines they all go to the NASCAR Foundation. So shout out to my fellow well, folks that work at the NASCAR Foundation. So it goes to a good cause. <laughs> all right, thirty thousand dollars right over there. One thing <laughs> to add on to that is that the thirty thousand dollars. Is a fine, but pending any potential appeal, he is also barred from this weekend's NASCAR Cup Series event at Homestead. Maybe send some of that thirty thousand dollars to the Renee Foundation. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know Renee Foundation can use a little bit of that thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> what else is going on in NASCAR? I know well, people was complaining about the starting times, as always. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a pop uh, uh, argument. I think it's a it's a very popular one. Given, I'll say this because I'm from obviously from the East Coast, lived in the East Coast all my life. When you're used to that, 
I can understand that, right? And matter of fact, Dale Jr. Actually, I was listening to his podcast, the Dale Jr. Download, uh, the other day with uh, Corey LaJoy and his father, Randy. And they actually talked about it. And he made a, a very interesting point that I've actually not heard anyone think. So let me ask you guys this. So you guys both watch the NFL, obviously, right? Right. Okay. So every Sunday, what times are you thinking of your team's going to play a game? You're thinking of 1 o'clock, 4.15? Or the eight o'clock game. You're thinking of those three times, just off the top of my head, right? You think about those right off the right off the top, just on East Coast time. And guess what? Those times never change. At least as far as I can remember, they've been the same, and they never change, right? But the thing is, Dale Jr. pointed this out: where times kind of fluctuate for NASCAR, right? Sometimes you get two thirty. Sometimes you get three thirty. Sometimes you get three o'clock. Sometimes you get eight, one o'clock. Every once in a while when we're in the central time zone. So that kind of like, you know, it staggers up and down. So I guess when it used the way it used to be, typically a race, if it was a daytime race on a Sunday, it started at noon or one o'clock at the latest. If it was on the West Coast, those are the only times where you got later start times, like the 3.30 or later start time. That was it. So it was an interesting point he made. And I never really thought about it like that. I don't know which you guys feel about that, but I thought that was a a key point for people to keep up with, especially if you're a new fan and you want to constantly get used to, yeah, I know the NASCAR race is going to be on X time and Y time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what the big stink is about because everybody's like, oh, well, if we would have started the race earlier, we would have missed the rain. Nobody can predict mother nature. Yeah. And even though I know you guys always like, well, it never fails. It always <laughs> rains at this time. It's Florida. It rains all the time in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I, know I, I'll give rain. you that. If it ain't raining, give it five minutes. <clears throat> it'll start raining. Exactly. I'll give you that. So I never see why but... that's a whole big thing in itself. But I get it, though. That's the thing. I understand it, right? Obviously, I know you can't predict the weather. But if you go back and you look historically wise, right? Obviously, we all know it's going to rain in Florida at some point during the weekend. It always does, no matter the year. But the thing is, if you look back, a lot of races, at least for the 500, if we just name that, most of them really didn't become rain delayed until you started dipping into that different time slot. A lot of times they started at 12 or 1 o'clock, and most of the time they weren't really affected by rain. There weren't many 500s prior to the last 10 years or so that weren't really affected by that, right? But again, we fall in the to the end of the race, and it usually ends on primetime, which is not a bad thing in a way if it's on Fox or it used to be on NBC for a little while. So, yeah, it's a tricky, it can be a tricky topic. I, I'll say that. Okay. It can be a tricky topic. Kenny, I'm a counter what you said, and I'm going to drop the mic on you. Okay. Renee is from Texas. Renee, have you ever seen it as cold as it is right now in Texas? No, not okay. at all. So my point is, Nobody can predict the weather, and that's my mic drop, period. Ah, I still don't think that's a mic drop. I, I can't even get Ooh. it a mic drop. I can't. Well, I'm going to give it a mic drop, drop because it's cold as hell in Texas. Meanwhile, it's 80 <laughs> yeah, it's cold. Yeah, it's cold in Texas. Yeah, I'm not, de- I'm not denying that that's the case. But, again, I get it. But, you know, we can go all day on that. <laughs> well, speaking of the great state of Texas, according to Renee, Because my state is greater, but that's just what I think. (laughs) We are headed to Coda, and I am kind of disappointed that... Really? No, not disappointed. Let me finish my thought, Kenny. Oh, I'm not disappointed 
that we're racing there. I'm just disappointed that I probably won't be there because of the Rona. Although, I think the last time I was at Coda was for the Formula One race. With Ferrari. Yeah, so what is Texas doing? How is that going to work? Because that's actually that's actually a pretty interesting setup, and it'll just be sad to see if there aren't fans there the first time NASCAR is going there this season. Like, it just kind of sucks because I will tell you, of course, you guys know when I did that, look, I'm going to do a, a humble brag. When I did the Formula <laughs> One race, I was there with Ferrari. So my experience was way different than a regular fan. However, I did think that it was great to see and experience from the stands because I did walk on the other side to buy. Actually, I went over there to buy myself a Senna hat. And I got a chance to see what was going on on the other side. You know, when when you're with Ferrari, you're in the suites having champagne and lobster darling at <laughs> 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. <laughs> but Living yeah. In a, in a Living it up. World. <laughs> <laughs> so how many people are they going to let in the stands? So that right now itself is actually kind of a toss up. They don't know. As of now, whether that'll be a full capacity thing come time the race comes around or it may be limited capacity. So like nobody really truly knows the number just yet, but I guess it would suck to see Coda with no fans, obviously in May. It, it's a cool racetrack. I've never been myself. Obviously, Tam, you're fortunate enough to have been to Coda and also with Ferrari eating lobster. I'm just going to throw that out there too. <laughs> It's a cool track, but I don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be interesting to see. But if anybody is actually planning to go to Coda, I hope you have a wonderful time. I hope you have a safe time at that. I feel like it rains in Texas as well. so That it does. Uh, I'll say that. It definitely rains. I, I mean, obviously, probably not as much <laughs> and often as Florida, for crying out loud. But the whole thing about how many people they're going to let in or what capacity they're going to have. And I understand that this probably all has... You know, obviously, it's going to depend on how the whole coronavirus thing pans out from here until May. But I always try to look at these kind of events, Tammy Kenny, the same way I look at when somebody uh, posts something about um, music festivals or concerts or something like that, because we all want to get out. We all want to, you know, get out and, and try to go back to whatever kind of normal life we used to have. And I'm not even sure if that's ever going to be the case, at least uh, not not anytime you know, soon. We're still running low with, with the vaccines and everything else. So I know May is a hop, skip, and a jump away. But if you think about it, it's going to come pretty quick. And I'm not sure if um, you know allowing a whole lot of people to go there is really going to be an, an option. Because I'll be honest with you, Kenny, I'm in agreement with you that it would be nice to have some people there rather than watching that race with no people in the stands. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, that that doesn't sound you know what appealing. <laughs> you just made me think of something. Actually, both of you just made me think of something rain wise. Well, hell, even if it does rain, well, we got rain tires, so that won't affect that necessarily. <laughs> we can still race. I just it just kind of dawned on me. I'm like, wait, we got rain tires, so hey, I mean, hey, we can go race in the rain at Coda, which will be crazy. Because, again, a desirable track by many fans. A lot of people wanted it to happen, and we got it. Because Texas decided to say, okay, we'll give up a date. 
you give us the all-star race and we'll make it up and Coda has Coda and we still get to keep a race at least plus our playoff race. So yeah, we're good. We're even. <laughs> mm. Well, I feel Good like point. we should name this podcast Rain because all we did was talk about rain. And <laughs> we did talk about the weather. <laughs> no, we did. All we did was talk about rain. And here's the crazy we did, we thing did. Is, is that we are about we are about to give you our predictions, but we're still in Florida, Rain City. So Oh God bless. The weather looks nice, knock on wood. This weekend, it's a doubleheader weekend. It's Xfinity and Cup. So hopefully this weekend we can get through everything fine. Hopefully. <laughs> you know, the yeah. old song, blame it on the rain. I'm about to blame everything. In fact, I'm going to name this podcast, Blame It on the Rain. <laughs> but wait, nobody, people may not get it because, I, well, I it did yeah, rain say, a little if, bit. I don't know if anybody's going to get that. They might not catch it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. With that being said, it is time for some predictions. It's time for race predictions. Who you got, Renee? All right. Well, um, considering what we, we've been dealing with these first two uh, couple of races, I'm actually kind of motivated to go outside the box a little bit. <laughs> Maybe I might pick Corey Lajoey. I don't know. Um, <laughs> geez, I'm actually going to go with one of our our regular winners. I think this is uh, Homestead is where we get back to uh, seeing our regular faces in the winner's circle. And um, I'm actually going to go with Chase Elliott on this one. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott as my winner. And I think I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick as my alternative pick. So Chase Elliott is my winner. Kevin Harvick is my alternative pick, Kenny. And I'm going to be honest with you, those are my picks, and I'm sticking with them. What do you say, buddy? Well, as we roll in the homestead, I'm actually going along with you as well. In terms of the normalcy, I guess you could say. Yeah. In terms of our winners. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, so for me, last year, Denny Hamlin won. And actually, I am not going to make him my main pick for the Homestead race this time around. I'm actually going to go with his teammate, Kyle Busch, who obviously has a championship in his hand and has won that race at Homestead before in the past. So he's my main pick. And then as for my alternative pick, I will go with Denny Hamlin. Matter of fact, yeah, you know, actually, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go all Joe Gibbs, all Toyota. That's my pick. And I'm going to stick to it. So what say you, Miss Tam? What says Miss Tam? I'm keeping it super easy and simple. I am going with my two guys who were racing for the championship. Denny Hamlin, you already know, is my pick to win. And Kevin Harvick is my alternative. No new guys for me this week. <laughs> Wait, that sounded so crazy. No new guys for me this week. No, no new first time winners. How about that? <laughs> no yeah <laughs> no new guys no new guys <laughs> y'all y'all guys yo it's crazy y'all got jokes today like everyone everyone you, is just, renee is a comedian <laughs> but everyone is making each other laugh today it's oh crazy. boy <laughs> all right so those are our picks no new winners as far as uh, youngsters uh from any of us three but we know everybody has a difference of opinion uh we know that everybody has their own picks 
So what say you guys, uh, fans of all turns, no breaks? Uh, you guys got a winner. You guys got an alternative pick you want to share with us? Hit us up on our social media across the board. That's at turns, no breaks. That's at turns, no breaks across the board. Hit us up. Let us know. As always, we always appreciate you tuning in and supporting All Turns No Breaks podcast. We certainly do appreciate that from the bottom of our heart. And as of 2021, uh, from all three of us to you, we still uh, want to wish you uh, safe and uh, be safe amongst yourself and others and family members. Be kind to each other, and we will see you here next week. For Tam, myself, and my man Kenny, we'll see you next week on another episode of All Turns No Breaks. Well, they say it never rains in Southern California. Y'all have a good one. See ya. It never rains in Southern California. California. <laughs> okay, before I say my usual <laughs> sign off, we are actually, we have a couple of NASCAR drivers scheduled for interviews. We've already talked to them. The ink is almost dry. So stay tuned to see who the first driver will be. Bye bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 